See, didn't I tell you you had a dreamy voice? Well, Kyle, I think you have a dreamy voice. Oh, so I thanks. I said earlier, I said, just wait. He's got the he, Jeffrey has a has a voice. He has a, a presence in his voice, you know, on stage, obviously. So when he talks, it's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Where did he come from? <laughs> the last time we had you on was, was a long time ago. You were like our third guest. Something like that, and we had, we sat you on the couch, and we had this long microphone that we stuck up up close to your face, and yeah, and Ron and I didn't have any. We were, I think we had these little little tiny little nothing microphones that were just barely able to record audio, and and look and, how far you've come. Look at this, we're like so big now, right? We got our own coasters. I'm wearing a, a stage door shirt. You know, we're like official now, Tom. Am, I, am I getting paid yet? No. <laughs> I, I thought if we're going to go, it's, official. Not official. it's not no, that official. No, okay. not that official. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, you're listening to Stage Door Theater Podcast, hosted by a couple of average guys. And today we have, uh, I'm going to say one of the icons. I'm going to call you an icon, right? One of the legends of the icons. We have Jeffrey Albright with us today with Actors Collaborative Toledo. He is the guy who also happened to start the Facebook group, Toledo Area Theater Exchange, hosted by Actors Collaborative. And if you are not a part of that group and you are a theater goer, theater organization, you need to be. You need to be on that Facebook group. It's a great group sharing information, sharing um, even props, <laughs> sharing hey, calls out, right? Yeah, props, everything. Yeah, anything that's going on out there, if you want to know what's going on in the theater world and somehow you found us, the podcast, but you haven't found Toledo Area Theater Exchange, you did it backwards. You should have found them first and then found us. So, All right, you're doing a show, Actors Collaborative. What is this show? Because we don't know this show at all. It's a yeah, play. It, We're it, always stumped when a play's coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a play that has not been done very much. It was originally written for public television uh, show with uh, Michael Moriarty. It's called uh, Winter Rain, Six Images of Thomas Merton, um, who was an American Trappist monk, um, social activist, and... Uh, I have no idea what a Trappist monk is. Is that different from just a monk? Uh, that's, the, that's the order that he belonged to. Okay. I don't know what Like that... Franciscan. Oh, yeah. see, there you go. See, I've heard you of know. Franciscan monks. You've heard of the Trappist monks. They make jelly down in, uh, in Kentucky... No, I haven't, yeah, Tom. Well, they Don't, make good jelly. I know schmuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only yeah, joke no. I know. And the Franciscan monks, we all know from the chants, from the, yeah. the songs. That's what we know Will them from. Will there be Gregorian chants? In oh, it's Gregorian <laughs> monks. It's not even the right... Is it, are they the Franciscan monks that sing the Gregorian chants? I don't. I don't know. Really not really. important to is this. No, no. <laughs> no. So this is a, a series of six monologues that, are, that take place from just before Merton was on his way to explore his calling to become a monk. And then the last monologue is a posthumous monologue shortly after his mysterious and untimely death in Thailand hmm. when he was on doing a speaking engagement. Okay, you got to give us more because what's that mean? So what were some of these things? What are they doing? What, what are people going to be able to see when they go to this? Um, well, one of the cool things about doing it at Trinity is that we have a, a, a deep bench of musicians, and one of our musicians there named Taj Crowder is going to start the evening with a short uh, concert on the jazz piano, 
and then between each scene there's going to be a jazz interlude on the piano and the reason I chose that is uh, Thomas Merton was really really a huge jazz aficionado and so I thought that would be cool to use the Trinity music um, along with with the actors so um, it's going to be a stage reading it's going there's going to be a screen with projections with the setting for each scene and sort of the time and I am having Thomas Merton played by six different actors, two of whom are women. Hmm. Uh, Merton was sort of an everyman. Um, okay. He struggled with uh, he struggled with being human. He struggled with um, human desires um, all through his his priesthood and. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I can imagine that is part of the the deal of being a priest. Obviously, is you got to give up all these worldly yeah. desires and wants. So, Tom, Tom well, over here is a giant music fan. So, how you feel about that? No, I, I like the jazz incorporation. Yeah. So, what era are we talking about? What kind of jazz are we? Um, so, what, what's the timeline of his life? He he became he went to Gethsemane, Kentucky. Um, he was born in um, France, but spent most a lot of his time in the east coast and went to kentucky and this starts the play starts in 1941 okay and he died in 1968 um i just actually had a meeting with the the head of music at trinity so they are putting together the repertoire so i gave her sort of what i was looking for sort of an improvisational style um and sort of the moods of each piece in fact, one of them is called Love, and it's where he talks about him falling in love with a woman, and um, he calls her M mm -hmm. in his writings. He doesn't explicitly identify her, but uh, at that point, he's uh, considering resigning from the order. Um, he ends up not doing that, and uh, throughout his life, he was a very prolific writer. He, he wrote um, a lot of anti-war pieces anti-nuclear pieces. Um, he was a huge advocate for uh, racial justice. Uh, he was on a lot of lists of... Um, this is what I love about Jeffrey, though. Yeah. He, he's no notes. is just knows all this stuff. Yeah. He's just rattling it off. This is a guy who reads play after play after play, don't you? Yeah, and it's interesting. You just consume them like yeah. you know, like it's lettuce to you. You just <laughs> well, pre-COVID, the priest at Trinity said, "I want to do something around Merton um, during Lent," and oh. I said, "Well, let me see what I can find." And I found this obscure play in, at a used bookstore, and it was three one-person plays: one about a Martin Luther, um, the Lutheran; mm -hmm. um, one about Pope John Paul, and one about Thomas Merton, and there were no, there was no indication of who controlled the rights like mm -hmm. you usually get, and so I tracked down somebody who I think is this person. I ended up getting his son because it's written by a former priest who left the priesthood to get married and then have a family, which is coincidental that that those were the things Merton struggled with, and the gentleman Anthony Padovano is now eighty nine years old, lives in New Jersey. This uh, is his son, uh, well, 89. No, the, the, the author. Okay. But I communicated through the son and said, hey, who do I pay? How do I get royalties? Talked to his dad. He said, no, just do it for free. Nice. You know, no royalties. Um, 
I mean, that's put, how put rarely, on the bill, yeah, right? rarely <laughs> how the show gets produced. So, yeah. um, but anyhow, he died a very mysterious death. They say that he was in a shower and reached out the of the shower, died. yeah, to, okay. to grab a fan that had a faulty cord. <laughs> Jeez. There are some conspiracy theories that the CIA was involved in his death. Nothing is what? proven. But you look at it, 1968 in April, Martin Luther King Jr. was killed. June 1968, Robert F. Kennedy was killed. December 1968, Thomas Merton, who was a huge social activist and was on watch lists. Um, yeah, as you said earlier, he used to write and, and fight for rights and yeah, do all this stuff. So, so. um so you know, could have been. They somebody. haven't been oh. able to prove. It's been over fifty years. There's theories. There are people that have come forward that the CIA was involved, and no autopsy was done. And so, um, it's so kind of interesting. The fact that he fell on a knife thirteen times is considered a suicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody reaches for a fan with a faulty oh, wire. Yeah, absolutely. While they're in the <laughs> while shower. In the shower too. The blades were really sharp on that fan, That's, probably too. Water's so hot. I'm going to cool down. <laughs> But the thing that I really like about Thomas Merton is his struggles with um, his holy orders and his humanness. And uh, it's just, he's, he's sort of like an everyman. Um, if you ever, chance to, ever get a chance to read his early autobiography called Seven Story Mountain, and uh, it's, it's just amazing. And he writes later in a book about this epiphany that he has where he's doing some shopping in... Um, I believe Memphis, and he all of a sudden has this feeling that he is deeply connected to every person on this planet, and how insane and beautiful humanity can be, which, you know... I he, see again. I love having you on because your cerebral glued. cortex is on a different planet than mine. <laughs> the way that you describe things and talk about things, and I'm like, you said, oh, you know, if you've ever read his, thing, I'm like, come on, come on, Jeffrey. If well, I ever read, I don't his know things, what's on no, your bookshelf. Not that I can tell you that. <laughs> you know, so it's great to hear, have you on to have you talk about these different things, so that my brain maybe gets a couple more cells in it. So yeah. I, that's good. No, so I'm just glued I'm, to everything he says. This, yeah. is, this is great. Mm -hmm. I'm, like you said, I'm, Trinity I'm though, where's this at? We, Trinity Episcopal Church, yeah, which is sure. uh, a church that's located at Adams and St. Clair between yeah. Imagination Station and the uh, Valentine Theater. Yeah, you've been, you've done several shows there. I yeah. have come and seen you do uh, one of your performances. It, there. It's my home church. It's, yeah, it's, okay. It's where our theater is based out of, where our rehearsal space is. We used to perform there a lot, but then during COVID, the space that we right. used was converted into a recording studio for our virtual virtual services. Yeah, it's that makes now, sense. It's now being renovated, and I hope by the fall, I will be doing more performances in the intimate space. This will be in the sanctuary. Trinity is a very progressive place. This play is yeah. about a very progressive monk. Um, you know, it's interesting. He died in 1968, and he was writing about his two main passions— were peace and racial justice and reconciliation. And have we changed that much? Right, exactly. And Trinity Church, you said, is very progressive. They're the church, like you said, if you go to Coastside and you walk across the street, 
that's the church right yeah. there. And they're the ones who always have, uh, they always change up their signage. Have you seen them change up their signage, Tom? Yeah, they, always yeah, have, yeah. they always have inspirational messages outside that I, I, I read all the time because I go on my walks downtown and yeah. there they are and I check them out. I'm like, that's a good one too. That's another good one. <laughs> yeah, so I, they were they really embraced this and I'm glad that I finally got to able able to do it. The four of the actors that I had reached out to, what, three, four? How long ago has COVID been? It seems like a long time, eh? Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, 2019 and 2000. Are, are going to be doing it. Um, Barbara Barkin. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, Mark Owen. Oh, no, him um, too. Yeah. Um, um, Chuck Crockett. Any other big wigs you got a hold of? I mean, this Phil is what we're Skeldon. talking about. You're an icon. You yeah. know, of course they say yes to you, right? <laughs> Phil Skeldon, who uh, hasn't done a lot of theater, and one day he showed up to worship at Trinity, and he's been coming uh, frequently. And I'm like, hey, have I got a show for you? Um, Matt Kazar, who mm-hmm. has done a lot of stuff but hasn't been on the stage in a while, and a young a woman named Angie Gresco, who I've not worked with before, but um, I'm looking forward to it. So there'll be some different voices. Uh, looking forward? Them. You haven't started rehearsal? No, it's a stage reading, so we start rehearsal oh. two weeks before the show. It's coming up already, the yeah. show, isn't it? So you're not kidding. So two weeks before the show... Is like two weeks from, like four weeks from now is the show, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. About three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So we start we start rehearsals uh, next week. Um, as I said, it's a stage reading. Um, the cool thing about stage reading is if you hire, hire, <laughs> if you volunteer, <laughs> yeah. um, slow down. <laughs> yeah. Volunteer actors. That's how I got this job. Yeah, yeah it is. Tom, thank you for volunteering over there. <laughs> you volunteer actors that are good. You know, you need three, four, five rehearsals. You right. Know, I just did a show with Paul Cosman and Larry Farley. You know, we rehearsed four times and and then went up. And they're pros, exactly. Yeah, they're pros, they don't, they so. You don't need a whole lot of prodding for them. They just show up, do what they need yeah. to do, go home, work on it themselves, come back, and they've made improvements yeah. while you were gone. And I've been a little busy. I'm directing this little show called A Streetcar Named Desire saw, for the Toledo Rep. I saw that, too. So, um, yeah. Yes. Um, so... Is this show normally probably not done because it is a one-man show then, besides the fact that it's obscure? Honestly, became I think... became obscure that, because it's a one-man show? I don't... I think it's just obscure because it's obscure. I mean, the book is out of print. Um, you know, I, I just happened upon it, and uh, it took me a while to track down the, the book, and... But uh, you read so I do. much. I do. And you it's do all, but that No, that's a compliment to this <laughs> show, though. Because you read so much and you do all these things, you pick this one. Yeah, you could. And there's a ton yeah. of things you have read and you didn't pick. Yeah, but this one you pick, so that is, says something about what this show is. Is this a book by him you would recommend, or is there something else by him you'd recommend first read? A Thomas Merton, Mer- or, Merton. Yeah, I've, ne- I've oh, never read anything by Merton. Myself. Oh, I, I'd read Conjectures of a Guilty Bystander. Um, I'd read The Seven Story Mountain. Um, these titles of his shows, he, I mean, or his books. Those are, yeah, he was incredible. He wrote poetry. Um, just a really cool man that wasn't afraid of the Catholic powers that be. Yeah. Um, and this was in what time again? It's 41 in the, yeah, in the time, okay. to 68. So probably. When the country was even more conservative. Yeah, probably than it is into now. the late, mid to late 50s to the 60s is when. He gained a lot of popularity, and you know when you have somebody who's a dissident that is selling a book that's on the New York Times bestseller list, mm. 
it's kind of hard to uh, keep them quiet. Yeah, so, ignore um, that this is happening. Can't ignore. And them. it's on the best-selling book be- for a reason too in the country at yeah. the time. It's like this, it needed to be said, and people wanted to hear it. Yeah, you know whether the people in charge at the time wanted to believe that or not. Obviously, yeah, it's gonna get read. So, so I'm very excited. Like I said, I've been waiting. I was going to ask you how they're doing, but you haven't even had a rehearsal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how's I mean, Paul doing? Is he doing great in the rehearsals? Well, Paul's not in this show. <laughs> oh, okay. Not Paul. Uh, Bar- no. How's Barbara doing? Barbara's she's, doing She's doing, doing great. Barbara's doing great. I'm looking forward to uh, working with her again. I mean, these are all people that I know, other than the one young lady who comes highly recommended. And oh. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I was going to say, how do they audition for this stuff? Did you just pick them this I time? Just, this time I just picked them. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering, because this is, is this more of a comeback, you know, for ACT? Well, we've, you know, we, we during COVID, we sort of spent our time um, partnering and collaborating yeah, with other theaters actually. as a way to keep going. Um, and August of this year will be our 10th anniversary what? And we will be announcing some things soon about um, what we'll be doing in the next season. So, yeah. Ten years already for yeah, you? Yeah, ten years. I'm getting old. That's nuts. It's nuts. when It always happens with the kids. See, when you come over, you're like, oh, hey, how are your kids doing? They're in college. What? You know, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, the time goes away quickly. And and when you're older like us, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, and it really has been ten years for Actors Collaborative. That's impressive. Yeah, it's that it's, isn't. I mean, it only makes sense because the show I saw, though, the Nether or something like that, was that was probably eight years ago. I, so I got to go see another show. Yeah, and actually, there's a play by the same playwright that mm. is probably going to be on our season next year. What's that one? It's called Breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. Okay. There was something about crumbs from the table. That's a different crumbs show. from the table of joy. Yeah, yeah. it's a theme. Crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> that was your show too, wasn't it? It was. Oh, yeah, I thought so. Crumbs from the table I of joy. I pay attention sometimes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Sometimes. Anything else, Tom? You got some stuff, don't well, you? He's very I'd interesting. I'd like to know when it's at. When? Oh yeah, when always helps. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that would help. Uh, March twenty fifth at eight p.m. and March twenty sixth at three p.m. at Trinity Episcopal Church. Um, you can get tickets at www.act419.org. Okay. Okay. So again, one more time. This thing is about a guy who is mostly struggling. I want to make sure I clarify this for about It's a guy who is struggling with being a human who has pretty much self-imposed this this uh, lifestyle on on. On, I guess self-imposed his lifestyle on himself. That is terrible English, but that's what he did, right? And, and he has to—he's dealing with all that through his whole life. Is that what it's well, about mostly? Or? You know, it's it's him struggling with struggling with humanity and 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 humanity killing each other and building bombs and hating each other, and then his he struggles with his own humanity in terms of being able to keep his his vows when he struggles with. Uh, you know, being celibate and uh, whether or not he actually maintained that and then just went about his business, I don't know. Yeah, um, comes to the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's just, and he's just very insightful about human nature um, and about what is important and what is vital. And, again, what's it's so timely because, you know, here we are, with what's going on in Ukraine and, you know, what's going on with, uh, with, you know, 
people criticizing the woke culture and, you know, race and, you know, we're not getting along. Yeah. This is a typical ACT show, though, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of is. It is. Yeah, it's it another, as what did you say? I think you really said it's another laugh a minute show by ECT. You know, yeah, no, I mean, it's not. It's not going to be. It's it's not going to be dark. Yeah, you it's know, a like some of our stuff. Yeah, and but you even know, your dark stuff though isn't just dark. It isn't just dark to be dark. Yeah, it is still thought provoking. Yeah. it is. You're learning something. You're watching. It's smart theater is what I would call it. Also, and, and I I take that as a compliment. Oh, it is. It's it smart, smart theater. theater. And that doesn't imply that imply that other people's theater isn't smart, but right. we just do things that other people don't do, and that's that's fine. There there's a there's a niche for for everything. Um, no, know, it is fine. It's completely fine. It's and, and you got a lot of people out there who want to do this kind of stuff and don't want to just be in musicals yeah. or whatever all the time. And and we need groups like yourself. Um, Black Swamp does a lot of good plays as well. Issue uh, box, issue box. Yeah. Uh, Lakeside is is a big play place as well. So it's like they do. You guys do plays, and it gives yeah. a, and it gives a platform for people who want to go to a play or be in plays yeah. to perform. And that's yep. And that's then needed. Ap- immediately, you know, right after um, this, we are we're doing another collaboration with the Toledo Rep, and it's going to be at Trinity. And it's called American Hero, and it takes yeah. place in a sandwich shop. I saw the sandwich on the. So lo- I was like, it's going to be done in the second floor of Trinity, which used to be a restaurant. So it's going to actually be done in the the restaurant area, mm. what used to be called my brother's place. So oh. that'll be fun. Yeah. On top of the world, I've yeah. eaten there. Yeah. What? But that's not that's they're not make, having food. They don't have a restaurant anymore. Oh, it hasn't been for a while. Oh, oh okay. I just think of the greatest American hero every time you say the yeah. American hero, it's, American it's hero. It's got to be fifteen years ago yeah. that I. But I used to go in there. They yeah, great yeah. cheap sandwiches. Yeah, great and cheap. Yeah. And speaking of great and cheap, tickets for this are only ten dollars for nice. winter rain. So nice segue there. I want I want everyone <laughs> to be able to. Uh, to be able to come see it and not have money be a barrier, so right. And your seating arrangements for these are always intimate. Well, this is actually going to be in the main sanctuary oh, okay. of the church. I just so lied. yeah, I, I mean, it can be intimate if you get up close, yeah. and uh, um, yeah. But it's there's something about every time I get an opportunity to perform something that's appropriate in that sacred space. Because it's 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 because theater in some aspect is a very sac- sacred space, and combine it in a holy sacred space about a man who lived his most of his life with holy in holy orders. Um, it, it's just really cool, and and the the music. Whenever you play music in that space, it's just magical. So I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, the music that's going to add to this. And you said projections as well to help move mm-hmm. the story along. Yep. That's cool. So the music's it. playing as you're doing the speaking? There's going to be a, a, a short uh, prelude concert. Okay. And then between each of the scenes, there'll okay. be some interlude music. Is, is We're talking 41 to 60. I mean, in the early 40s, we're talking big band sort of sound. It was jazz. Um what kind of jazz? Um, I guess in the sixties it was it was more like you know yeah bebop and cool and yeah and stuff like that. But I mean he had a, he had a wide variety of tastes and like I said you know last minute I just had a, came here from a production meeting with the 
director of music and arts at Trinity. And so, so you're going to be surprised too, is what you're saying. I'll be surprised <laughs> on t- on dress rehearsal. And she's like, and if you don't like what we did, we can change too it. Too bad. So, <laughs> well, dress well, rehearsal. And, and here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is what I truly believe in. I, I am not a musician. Mm-hmm. And so I trust musicians. There you go. Good call. Um, I had a, a met with a costume designer for another show I'm working on, and I said, I'm not a costume designer. There you go. I'll trust you. I so, mean, it's So important. you get people who are good and trust them to do their job. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. That's a rarity that? <laughs> in the world, but imagine that. No, just where you work. Uh, oh, oh, I didn't say that. This goes live, you know. Oh, my gosh. I'm in trouble. <laughs> That's no. amazing, though. Yeah. Well, I always enjoy having you come on, obviously, the one other time and now. <laughs> Well, but you we had some you, of our folks here for the uh, goat play. Yeah, the goat play. Yeah, the goat yeah, play. yeah. So, we, but we need to obviously whenever you want to come on, you get a hold of us. You oh. let us know you want to come on. Oh, sure. We'll yeah. try and make time for you. That goes for anybody else out there that's listening to the podcast. You have an idea for a show? You tell us. You got a, a show coming up? Tell us. You got a job in the theater world? Tell us. We want to talk to you. Okay, so don't be shy. You know, get a hold of us. DM us through. You know, all of our social media or whatever. Or you can even call the station. I bet you they'd be able to find us there, okay? Uh, that is it, I think. Isn't well, it? Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for coming in here, man. Say hey to Gabe for me. I will. Bye. Bye-bye.